Welcome to Pursuing God Podcast. I am your host, Adobe Nduka. I am the Spiritual Formation Director of North City Church. And in this podcast, we are having conversations on spiritual formation in the way of Jesus. I honestly believe you cannot grow spiritually on your own. So I am inviting you to go ahead and reach out on Facebook, on Instagram, on our website at NorthCityChurchMPLS.com. Or you can email me. My email address is adobe at northcitychurchmpls.com. Welcome and enjoy the conversation. I'm sorry, Adobe. (laughs) The technical experiences continue. So our live audience on Facebook can keep hanging with us. But we have not officially started the podcast yet. There's some serious internet issues going on right now. That, uh, oh okay. This is hilarious. Uh-huh. Now. Uh, we, now maybe JD now is maybe. ready. <laughs> we will see. We will see if JD is ready. Okay. I think I'm ready. So. All right. Well. Welcome to the. <laughs> yeah. Let me try that again. Welcome to the. Fourth episode of Pursuing God Podcast. Adobe. Absolutely. Here yeah. we are. We're talking about fasting today. But before we get into that, how are you? Man, listen, I'm alive, kicking, trying not to complain too much. Too much. Nah, man, because like this it. this year has been interesting. Yeah. This year has seriously been interesting. I mean, just found out two days ago that uh, Chadwick Bosman passed mm-hmm. away yeah. after. His uh, battle with colon cancer for four years, mm-hmm. which that in itself, my God. That's man. a superhero thing in Listen, itself. Listen, right I'm there. like, homeboy's a superhero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally, I mean, trying to even imagine getting up. Okay, mind you, this diagnosis happened after he already shot Black Panther, but mm-hmm. trying to imagine the toll on his body to do all the press. Man. Going to all the award shows, all the. I can't imagine. Man. Yeah. You know, and then he did four movies after the fact. Talk about a man who didn't just play a strong man, but who was. Who one, was. Listen. Who, who lived it in, in more real uh, and strong ways. I yeah. mean, and talk about the grace of God, right? Mm. He was literally walking in the grace of God, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But homeboy was focused on his purpose and was just like, man, got to get up, got to do what God has called and created me to do. Yeah. That's just mind-blowing. So, listen, rest in power, sir. Yes. Rest in power. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. That was just mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yes. That was was one of those moments uh, Christian and I were just laying in bed and perusing the Instagram feed, mm. and I was just audibly, no. Oh, my god! I was just like, no. Uh, my, my daughter, Ketchy, was like, Mom, I seen it. I'm like, wait. I'm like, what? And she's like, you know, he died of colon cancer. And then at first, I was like, well, and then I wasn't shocked because I saw him in an award, uh, an award ceremony where they're giving tribute to Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous on how skinny he looked. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my God, what's going on with him? I'm like, I yeah. hope he's not. And the thing is, it wasn't sickness, really. I was thinking maybe the stress mm. 
mm. of being, you know, a celebrity or something got to him or something yeah. like that. So I was worried in that end, but I was the last thing I was thinking that he was valid and you know. So when he said yeah. it, when she said, I was like, oh, so that's what that was about. Yeah. So it's yeah. Man, Crazy. well, I love all his movies. He did, oh. I mean, amazing actor. So. Listen, an yeah. amazing person from yeah. uh, people that knew him, mm-hmm. have come co- contact with him. I mean, some celebrities were posting the last text mm. they ha- you know, they received from him. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. But yeah, he he's for sure a superhero in my book, without a doubt. Yes. He lived that thing. Absolutely. And Black Panther for sure will go. I mean, it, it's a history making. Yeah. But he took that thing to a whole nother level. I I don't think I would ever forget what that film did for us, especially for those of us that are black that Mm. don't see that. Um, And for him to play this, not only a black superhero, but this amazing, dynamic, like, oh my gosh. King. Listen, yeah. you know what I mean? I was just like, dude, and wearing the Nigerian garb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I was just like, what? Nigerian house cake. So, I don't he, know. I can't remember if we knew each other back then, but I would have paid a lot of money to watch that movie with you, <laughs> to sit with you. And no, man. we have not. No, actually, no, not yet. No, we hadn't met no, each other. No, no, we haven't met yet. Yeah. But yeah, oh my gosh, I took my kiddos. We watch it. Um, and then. Paid for my son and his friend to go watch cool. it. Yeah. We bought the the uh, Blu-ray and I was just like, it, it, it's a must. Yeah. Have to have this. So yeah. If you haven't seen it, come on. I mean, re- get with it. Re- real talk. Yeah. Real and talk. No, it's it's an you need to come movie. to the altar. We pray for you. We <laughs> need to deliver and then go watch the movie. Yeah. Because that means you need deliverance if you haven't watched it. This yet. was just a long introduction for our next podcast. <laughs> Where Adobe and I will turn on, put on our movie critic hat, and uh, no, no, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start us off with prayer. Okay, and we'll jump right in. Sounds good. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you uh, so much for giving us the opportunity to um, come before your people and just have an awesome conversation on what it's like to stay in tune with you spiritually. So, Lord, we ask that you guide our conversation, you sit in on our conversation and lead this conversation. And we pray that your people receive what we have to say and also apply into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So our topic for today, you already blew it, but it is fasting. (laughs) (laughs) It It is is fasting. fasting. So question to you is, when was the first time you fasted, if at all, if you can remember? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember, but I do, you know, for all the people have a funny fasting story. (laughs) So... In college, I re- I got really into this practice, and it was really good for me. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know that I fully brought the understanding that hopefully we bring today to this podcast okay. when I was fasting. Right. And uh, there was one particular time where I tried to stretch it a little too far, and I went like, uh, I think it was like three days or something like that. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I think like two and a half days in of fasting, I just like – couldn't take it anymore uh-huh. in like the middle of the night. And uh-huh. I was in college, lived in the dorm. Okay. And my dorm okay. was right next to 
this like pseudo food court that had a Taco Bell in it. <laughs> you know where this is going. So like, you know, in my my youngish youngish um, uh, Christian faith, I snuck out of the dorm room. And I went to Taco Bell, and I got—I remember this distinctly. Got oh, a, a crunch wrap. I was really <laughs> into crunch wraps, and I just remember the guilt of eating the crunch wrap in the middle what, of the night. In the middle of the night, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, please let your blood cover Go this right. crunch wrap. <laughs> oh, and you know. Funny. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe we'll dig into that a little bit. But obviously, I had a little bit of a legalistic approach to fasting that that you can rebuke me oh on later. My gosh, but but you know, so funny. I, I mean, I'm sure that's an illustration for what we'll talk about. How it's not really a, about that. But I just distinctly remember this just wave of guilt as like I'm also just <laughs> indulging in this crunch wrap. Like it tastes so good, but then <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. but Jesus, yeah. you know, you know my heart. Exactly. You know my I think I learned more from that failure about fasting. <laughs> what about like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> Jesus, and conveniently know. right next to a Taco Bell, so this is rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my fasting that story. So, so what about you? What, do you remember what you were fasting about, though? So I was in a uh, in that particular time. I was in a rhythm of okay. fasting uh, every weekly um, Ooh, at okay. a particular time, but okay. for some reason probably had broken up with a girlfriend or something like that. Um, was was I was seeking the Lord for, for something. I couldn't remember, remember what. Right. But gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's hilarious. What about for you? What was Man, the first time you remember? I remember it, I was in Nigeria. I was in elementary school. I think I was either third grade or fourth grade. I think it's third. And my aunt's husband got arrested falsely. Hmm. Um, he's a doctor, so I guess a thief. So he treated someone who had a gunshot wound, hmm. not know not knowing that that person was a thief. Hmm. So they thought that he was a conspiracy, like they knew each other oh, really? and arrested him. So my aunt, who lived in another city, came to the city where we were with my grandparents and that that was the first time I was introduced to fasting. I didn't even know mm. what that was. Mm. That was the first time we were introduced to it. And man, the whole family, everybody, young, old. Mm. I, that was and we did this fast, woke up either five I think in the morning. Praise so literally being part of that I saw what was fasting, what it took, what was entailed in fasting. And for those of us that were younger, we were, we were um, allowed to fast up to uh, 9 a.m. because mm-hmm. we were still young. But there was no food. There was no water. Yeah. Nothing. It was like, and I was just like, wow. That, I've never seen mm. that before. Never experienced it. Never even heard of fast, fasting yeah. to that time. And so, yeah, man, we did the fast. And not too long after that, he was released. Found, he, they found out he was innocent. And so what that communicated to me was, man, if you want God to come through in hard time, this is what you do. Hmm. Not just pray. Like, you got to yeah. go in. So that was my introduction to fasting. Nice. In third grade. <laughs> There's no, no crunch wraps? Not, <laughs> man, listen. That's a much better it story. It would be foo-foo for me, but yeah, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, that's incredible. What a powerful way to get introduced to the practice, yeah. to see that unfold in front of you. I'm, I'm sure that it was a really, it was a really hard time for your family, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but the one thing that was so shocking for me is these are my aunts that hardly go to church. Mm. I mean, normally the young ones are the ones that go to church or they send us to church. But to see them coming together with yeah. my uncles even wow. and praying together, singing songs. I mean, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my I was like, yeah, hmm. I didn't know we had this in our family. What's going on? Right. So, it, yeah, I, yeah, I was stunned. Wow, what a cool story. It was crazy. So, so what yeah. is fasting? Man, what are we talking about today? Listen, okay, so there, um, according to Foster, we're doing the Christian fast. And he mm-hmm. said, throughout scripture, fasting refers to abstaining from food for spiritual reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, because there's some people that abstain for, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to make a statement or whatever. But for us Christians, it's literally for spiritual reasons. And then he goes through scripture and talked about the different kinds of fasting. Yeah. So he talked about Jesus mm-hmm. in Luke 4 to where he abstained from only food mm-hmm. for 40 days, not yep. water. That was the big one. That was, yep. well, yeah, that child is big, but not big as the rest of this joke is here. <laughs> All right, um, I spoke too soon. Yeah, so Daniel, but that's big though. I've yeah. been going 40 days with no food though. Yeah. I've not done that one. Yep, no, nope, not I'm me not either. <laughs> I've done 21, but I've not done oh, 40. wow. I want to hear more about that later. Okay. <laughs> and then you have Daniel, when you read um, Daniel chapter 10, verse 3, where he abstained from certain foods or delicacies, meat, wine. So basically, all he ate was like fruit, vegetables, and drink water. Mm-hmm. And he did that for 21 days. Mm-hmm. And then another kind of fast, which is Esther, when you read Esther chapter 4, verse 14, where she... Uh, and she told the people to abstain from food and water for three days. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about this exceptional crew, Moses and Elijah. Exceptional crew. They are the exceptional crew. Okay. How how do we get that title? Can man. we can we just can we just steal that title for our staff? We are the exceptional man, crew. The Lord had to bestow it on. Okay. Them. All, right. All right. That's true. The Lord had to be so. That, that's that's a title that someone has to give to you. Yeah, you can't like, steal that. Nah. One. Yeah. I mean, you can go around and say it. Yeah. You could. You can. Right? You can be a poser, is what I you're mean, saying. Ain't <laughs> 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 nobody. That is an you. option. <laughs> you can be a poser if you'd like to. If you'd yeah. like to, that's okay. No judgments here. Yes. Um, but for uh, Moses, when you uh, read Deuteronomy. Nine verse nine and Elijah. Mm-hmm. When you read First Kings chapter nineteen verse eight, they went forty days without food, no water. Wow, yeah. And because you know Moses went up to the mountain to receive the temple, he was there for forty days. Okay. There was no food, no water. There was no Taco Bell next door. Yeah. <laughs> next door, nope. man. No, no. Not even no brook to get water. Nothing. Wow. Um, and for Elijah, when God fed him. Um, through the ravens, he had enough food that lasted him for 40 days mm-hmm. when he traveled. So, yeah, no food, no water. Mm-hmm. And that those two are the only exceptions on all scripture. Only yeah. exception. So that is mind-blowing. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, the longest I've gone is, 30, uh, is 21 days. Man. That's the longest. No food? No food. Wow. 21 days. And I tell you, that... That was something else. And honestly, I honestly felt the grace to do that. So this is in the beginning when I 
decided to surrender my life to Christ and mm. doing this work, and I just felt this unction to do this fast. And um, after doing that fast, I felt lighter. Hmm. Uh, and spiritually speaking, I started feeling almost like stuff coming off of me, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's like almost like a cleansing. Wow. Like a cleanser. You know, some people, they drink cleansers to cleanse their system. Yeah. I feel like that fast was like this cleanser in my spiritual self. Cleansing cool. some cre- crazy, nasty, yeah. stinking thinking. Well, this is a, a, an amazing walkthrough. I mean, part of what I'm hearing you say is fasting isn't something new. Mm-mm. Fasting is something that God's people, ha- some uh, a discipline God has given his people throughout time sure. to pursue him, to Absolutely. connect with him, to be spiritually formed, to seek something from him. Mm-hmm. And I think people who maybe are listening to this podcast are like, oh, yeah, those stories are amazing. But mm-hmm. like... Uh, what what's going on in fasting? Like what what um, these are some of the questions they might be having. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe we can dig a little bit deeper into: Are we all supposed to fast? How often are we supposed to fast? Mm-hmm. I my, my I mean, just speaking real personally, like fasting comes in and out of around Lent. Okay. Um, oh, I yeah. mean, it's oh, a big yeah. part of even our church calendar. So mm-hmm. we we have a conversation about fasting around Lent. Mm-hmm. I give up cake for 40 days and it turns into four days, you know? So like, this is most people's experience with fasting. Right? Like, oh yeah, we're going to do a fast yeah, or right. like, I'm going to give up Netflix or right. I'm going to give up. So right. like, I think most people, um, I would imagine listening to this and maybe not, maybe they've had experiences mm-hmm. before, or maybe they, right. it's a part of their spiritual practice, but um, let's dive in a little bit here and, and discover uh, what, what fasting is for, what's going on. All right, yeah. so Foster said, and this, I I found this quote so true. Mm-hmm. Um, I take this quote to heart. He said, in most cases, fasting is a private matter between the individual and God. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is so true in so many ways. Like, people cannot force you to fast. You cannot do it by external. This is something between you and God. hmm um, and then he also said, occasionally it could be corporate too. So he gave little examples of that. So Esther, I will honestly say in Esther's case, that was also corporate fasting mm-hmm. where she asked, you know, she told Mordecai to tell yeah. the people, let's fast together. Yep. No, and I think that is powerful Yeah. Um, when you have, when you're able to get um, people to fast together. Um, King Jehoshaphat did that as well when um, Judah was invaded. And you see this in Second Chronicles 20 verses 1 through 4 where he called a corporate um, fast. Uh, Ezra did the same thing when they were going back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He told the people, hey, let's fast and pray as um, for protection on our on our way back to Jerusalem yeah. so we are not robbed or mobbed or anything like that. So there are different kinds, but I think fasting in itself is, again, between you and God, can go around boasting about it, and it's something you do to... I guess to find ways to show God or maybe to even test yourself, if you will, to see if you are dependent on anything else but God. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or is something driving you? Uh, So like we'll talk about, you know, cake or Netflix, but if you find yourself like that's just something that you just, 
you consume a lot and you're like, mm-hmm. God, you know what? I'm going to fast. There's this between me and you. Um, you know, and trying to find ways to, in a way to find out if this, if this is driving you and if so, to ask God for deliverance from it. Mm-hmm. So even in the fast, even if you're feeling like, oh my God, I need to work. And now, you, now you're seeing how dependent you are on this thing. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in that sense, then you can take the opportunity to go, God, I need deliverance from this. Right. I need you to set me free because this has taken hold of me. And I had no idea till now that yeah. I decided to do this fast and seeing how much of a stronghold it yeah. is in my life. Totally. And so using the opportunity to say, okay, Lord, I need deliverance. I need to be yeah. set free. Yeah. To, to reinforce that in in. In my life, it seems like, and, and I'll, I'll just be transparent, that fasting comes in and out of importance. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say in importance. It comes in and out of my spiritual life. It's okay. not a practice that I naturally uh, go to. Right. And it's something, even as we, we were studying this, I'm like, man, I got to get back. <laughs> I got to get back. This is so crucial. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would love to do this in, in corporate settings and personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have done it, it has either been in those sort of three categories you you line up. It's okay. been God God uh, inspired, if you will, or yes. like Him um, in, God instigated. Maybe yes. we should say, yeah. mm-hmm. like where He's really laid it on my heart. Like JD, I want to meet you through this practice. Mm. Or it's been in a rhythm, like Lent. Like it's okay. in a rhythm. So for me in in Lent, every year there's some things I give up. Okay. And it's it's and I meet God in that experience every year. Or it's been that corporate setting where I'm doing it with other people, like you were saying, where okay. it's like, Hey, we're seeking after God mm-hmm. and this is an extra way that we're paying attention okay. to God. But every single time and I really resonate with what you said, mm-hmm. and it, it reminded me uh, of a quote that I, I wrote down from the reading in Foster where mm-hmm. he said more than any other discipline or practice, mm-hmm. fasting reveals the things that control us. Oh, yes. That's what you were talking about. Absolutely. And when we get to the heart of what fasting is, like someone listening to this might be like, why? It's sort of arbitrary to, I mean, like if you step back from the biblical narrative, you're mm-hmm. like, if you're just a Christian or, or a new believer or something, mm-hmm. stumbling into the Christian world and be like, why are these Christians mm-hmm. don't eat? Like, right. what's, what's the deal with that? Right. And um, I think that quote, that it reveals the things that control us, mm. is at the heart of why God invites us to practice this. Absolutely. So how's, how's that been true in your life? Or how does that resonate with, with your... Oh, man. For me, I went... So I did a seven-day fast. Okay. And in this seven-day fast, no food, no water. Mm-hmm. And in this seven-day fast, I was asking God to deliver me um, from rejection because mm. my, uh, because that took a root in my soul and it was manifesting in ways that was just not cute. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was cleanliness and I, I couldn't stand how clingy I was and it made mm. no kind of sense. Um, and how, um, uh, some people would say independent or strong headed, but I, I would say just straight up disobedient. Hmm. I mean, what you said might be true, but just because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're the one that because said it. Because you told me. Yeah. I am not doing that. Sure. Um, you can literally say, Adobe, don't step in that. That's hot. You know, I'd be like, 
whatever. Just because he said it. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, this is stupid. Like, mm. this is ridiculous. So realizing that I had the spirit of rejection, I did a seven-day fast. And God literally, within that seven days, God gave me a dream where he was showing me from the latest to the earliest, the people that had rejected me. Wow. Um, started with the recent boyfriend I had to the next other boyfriend. Well, not boyfriend, but crush I had mm-hmm. that rejected me. And then to my mom. Wow. And so in showing me all of that, I'm just like, okay, God, you you need to deliver me. You need to save me from this. Because I, yeah. I don't have the power to set myself free. Like, I don't even, I don't even go about that. Yeah. And so after, the seven, so after the seven days, God and I gave me a dream mm-hmm. of this um, powerful, well-known, anointed um, pastor from Nigeria. And he, it is so funny, in this dream, he prays for me. And you know, normally... In real life, when people pray for you and asking for deliverance, they either they say or they lay their hands on your head. Yeah. This man, in a dream, decided to run towards me with his head. Like? Like a bull. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And literally hit his head right on my chest. Wow. Boom. And I kid you not, I felt the spirit just lift up and just came man. off of me. And I woke up a whole different person. Wow. After that seven days, I was just like. Wow, I'm I, getting like chills <laughs> listening to you over here. I was like, what is, I was like, okay, first of all, so for God to even use that man and to do it in an unconventional way, yeah. I was like, okay, God had to do what he had to do. But for me to actually, in the dream, feel the spirit come off of me as soon as he did that, yeah. I was just like, whoa. And the funny thing, the setting was my home in Nigeria where I grew up hmm. in our dining area hmm. and I'm just like okay but man I woke up a whole different human being man. was not the same since wow. ever since if that doesn't make you want to stop man. right now and fast <laughs> I don't know Been what like you know what yeah well, I, I love that story Adobe because I think it, it so illustrates what we're, we're trying to say that like you listen to God's voice mm-hmm. and you you stopped something. Yes. You, you, I mean, even the practical taking away of food, mm-hmm. uh, and that was revelatory. It revealed this, um, this hang-up, mm-hmm. this, this uh, uh, pain of rejection, maybe yeah. you would say. Mm-hmm. And God spoke a word into that. Absolutely. And I, I just love that because that's the best of what we hope for in yeah. fasting. I mean, yeah. if someone were to ask me, well, now, if someone asks me, why do we fast? I'm just going to tell them your story. <laughs> oh, listen, that's the reason why I fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, for deliverance, Lord Jesus. Yeah, and you've lived it. And, and that's what, <laughs> like, uh, in Psalms, David says, uh, "My, I humble my soul in mm. fasting, mm. which is such a, a, oh, a, I love that. a powerful world, right? Like, oh. David, who was familiar with the process of fasting, saw it as a way in which he humbled his inmost being before his creator God to receive a word of healing, to receive a word of digging in those faults and hangups. And I want to double click on this a little bit because I think even emotionally, Mm. psychologically, here's what's going on in fasting. When when we, uh, Foster says that we, we, 
we often use things like simple things like food and other things in our life to cover up the painful things Mm -hmm. that are actually happening at the soul level of our lives. And one of the things that fasting does is it opens the door Mm -hmm. to those things, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And when, when, (laughs) when the pangs of those things, whether physical hunger pangs Mm -hmm. or like just because you you've taken some sort of coping mechanism like food Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. you you that pain starts to throb a little bit more Mm -hmm. it's almost like a doctor clearing away something to address the heart of it you know that and and that's what humbling uh our soul and fasting looks like and um yeah and in that uh one of the things Foster says is that fasting is not necessarily abstaining. Mm-hmm. He says fasting is feasting, mm. which is counterintuitive, right? Right. Like, well, no. Excuse me. <laughs> it's only feasting unless you're breaking your fast well, with Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, when you're, before you intended to. But what he means by that is not crunch wraps. What he means by that is that we, in the absence of those coping mechanisms in their life or the things that we use to cover the pain, we direct our appetite. Mm. We direct our attention to God's presence and we ask for sustenance. We ask for provision. We ask Mm. for deliverance. Mm. And that... The, maybe the absence of food creates the context to pursue those things. Gotcha. Would you say that's true to your yeah. experience? I mean, the absence, the absence of food honestly um, gives... I, to me, I look at it because for me, I was an emotional eater. I was. Hmm. So me doing that and saying, Lord, I'm willing to sacrifice. So to me, first is like, you go into God and say, I'm willing to sacrifice this on the altar. So, yes, in the Old Testament, you know, they sacrifice bulls, goats, whatever. Yeah. But in fasting here, it's like you taking whatever that thing is, food, uh, internet, whatever it is, bringing it before God and saying, Lord, I'm sacrificing this um, because I want more of you. I want to hear your voice more clearly. Yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. And I'm willing to sacrifice this thing and give you this space, give you this yeah. time yep. to speak to me. And I will sit here till I hear from you. So yep. those days are actually of days of you being patient and sitting yeah. and waiting for him to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things Foster says is how... He has this phrase where it's like how quickly we crave things we do not need Mm -hmm. until we are enslaved by Mm -hmm. them. And so if you think about it that way, and and this is sort of what you're saying, if you don't create that rhythm of sacrifice, Mm -hmm. those those things end up. uh, And I can really resonate that. Every time I fast, I become abundantly clear how uh, much of just daily things like food. I use to cover up the pain in my life yeah. or um, whatever I'm fasting from. Like I, I recently did a social media fast and okay. it was like, that was really apparent to me how mm. often in my, mm. like even the muscles, like my, my, like pulling out my phone, I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah I deleted Instagram. <laughs> um, like, but those reminders mm. are how much the thing that uh, is a way that I connect with my friends. Mm. It's a way uh, for me to share cute photos of my kids, right. you know, all all things that, um, you know, fulfill desires to some degree, mm-hmm. but then they can actually enslave me. And you right. don't know how much you're enslaved by that thing until you lay it 
uh, at the foot of, of the Jesus cross, right. uh, at the cross and say, hey, I'm going to stop this for right. a while mm-hmm. to see what God has for me in Absolutely. it so that the things uh, in my life don't control my life, but God does. Amen. Amen. So now the next question I have for you, what does, I mean, this is the question, does scripture require us to fast? Good question. I wonder if we have different responses to this. <laughs> Get ready. Maybe a different nuance to the, the answer. I, th- I think we're thinking the same thing. Okay, um, I think I'm, I, uh, I think fasting is implied. That's what I want to say. Okay. Like, um, so before reading Foster. Yeah, yeah. Did you think did you think that scripture required us to fast? I get hung up on the word required because or command. Oh, or I mean clearly commands. Yeah. I, I'm cool with commands. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. And instructs us oh, so, to right. fast. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I, I would just take a little like yeah, required I get hung up on. Right, gotcha. But I'll say command. Command. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's very clear from not just the words Jesus says, um, and I don't, I, I don't know if there's an explicit command to fast. Mm-hmm. It's just when you fast, right? right? That's right. like, um, and so I, I jive with that. But I think the the overwhelming example in mm-hmm. Scripture, mm-hmm. like the storyline, right. like discipleship is about following the storyline of Jesus. Uh, yeah, for you know, sure. like apprenticing Jesus is what mm-hmm. disciple, and you can't apprentice Jesus without engaging in the practice of fasting. For sure. That's what I would say. Absolutely, yeah. it was interesting when I was reading that. Um, previous to reading this, I honestly would have said, "Yeah, if Scripture commands us to fast. Are you kidding hmm. me? How can you be a Christian and don't fast?" Yeah. That is not even possible, you know? Mm. And then when I started reading and he's like, well, it doesn't say, I mean, he even said that even when Jesus was teaching on fasting, he said when. He didn't mm-hmm. use it. So it was this assumption in scripture that that's what you do. Right. So to them, there's no need to say, oh, you must fast. You know, yeah. it was just an assumption. It was something well known that as a a either a Hebrew, Hebrew person or whatever, that that's something you do that's incorporated in your spiritual practice. Yeah. So totally. I thought, oh, well, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. I, I just think it's totally underutilized, mm-hmm. like extremely underutilized. So I, I think that there is this, part of what we're trying to communicate tonight is there is this really important invitation to mm-hmm. try Try this. Oh, if you haven't sure. in a while, yeah. or uh, reincorporate it in your week, and we'll talk to, about that a little bit. But mm-hmm. be, because there's such a gift in this practice. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So why should we fast? Why should we fast? So why I... Um, okay, so fasting's really hip right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm no, like... A nutritionist and yeah. so huge disclaimer on about what, what I'm yeah, about to say and um, this is not medical advice at all but like the the phenomenon which is not that much of a phenomenon it's just a, it's just kind of coming back into the pure uh, purview of health and wellness but mm-hmm. intermittent fasting there's mm-hmm. there's like tons of research that your body actually engages and works and burns things like fat and calories much better if you incorporate fasting in your physical life. And so I think spiritually it's much the same that like I, so your question was why do we fast? I think, um, 
if I were to recommend the best rhythm of apprenticing Jesus or following Jesus, it would have a regular rhythm of fasting for the same reason Mm -hmm. that you've already described. It clears out our spiritual life. Mm -hmm. It reveals the things that are controlling us Mm -hmm. and the things that we are, as C.S. Lewis likes to talk about, our bent desires. That's sort of his definition Mm -hmm. for sin, which I really, I really like that. And, um, we are beings that are created to desire. We're, we're made in the image of God. Desire drives us, mm-hmm. um, but it can also consume us. Mm-hmm. And we can be um, subsumed by its whims in our life and be totally out of control of our life. And the desires of our life can take control. And without practices like fasting where those things are revealed, mm-hmm. um, it is just harder to follow the leadership of Jesus. Right. So. That is true. Yeah. And according, uh, according to scripture, there are certain things that cannot leave your life unless you fast and pray. Hmm. Uh, Tell us, Adobe, what well, are those things? Uh, listen. Okay. So just giving you this backdrop, this backstory in Mark um, chapter 9 where Jesus comes down with the three, Peter, James, and John from the mountain, and a man actually came... Um, to the rest of the disciples with his son who was possessed with a demon. Mm-hmm. And they could not cast that demon out. Hmm. So Jesus comes down. He's like, what is going on? So the father is like, you know, I brought my son to your disciples to, you know, for deliverance, and they cannot cast this demon out. And Jesus is like, oh, man, how long would I be with you? So, you know, he Jesus goes ahead and casts this demon out. And later on, his disciples is like, Man, how can we, how come we couldn't cast that out? Hmm. And he's like, honestly, this this kind can only come out through fasting and praying. Wow. And I'm just like, so there are levels to some demons. <laughs> wow. There are rankings to these demons. So there's some here yeah, you can say pray, but there's some you have to fast. And hmm. I'm a living testament to that. I have to fast some demons out of me. Hmm. Um, it, it didn't come out just by me just praying and asking the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I had to yeah. abstain from some things. Like, oh, Lord, for real. Like, this is legit. I need, I need this out of my life. So, yeah, some things you have to add fast into your praying. Yeah, so here's a really practical thing that a listener might incorporate in their life. I I think that it's not in a lot of people's imagination when they're facing something that's particularly tricky Mm. or particular amount of opposition. And I've had so many experiences of this in my life where, like, this isn't just bad circumstances. There's someone, something messing with this right now. My first impulse is, like, who can I text to pray for me? Gotcha. But one, one simple takeaway from this would be, like, um, how can I incorporate fasting today? Mm, yeah. Or how can we, and that, that's a simple turn we're trying to make mm-hmm. because this is kind of a forgotten way yes. for a lot of streams of Christianity. Yeah. And to bring this back, in, it, it, the simple invitation is to put it in your repertoire mm-hmm. um, in like you keep ad- advocating for, mm-hmm. particularly when there's tense moments right. in, in regular parts, rhythm of your life, mm-hmm. so that you can expose the points of pain in your life. Right. But also... Um, God instructs us, encourages us when we face opposition. This this is one of our tools, our weapons. That's a way to invite him into. I mean, look at Daniel. Daniel, you know, was in this, in Babylon and just like decided to fast. Now it's a different kind of fast. It was not in scripture that this is the way you fasted, but he decided, you know what? I'm not going to enjoy the good things of food. I'm going to just do the basic, basic. And I'm assuming at that time he was much older. So him, 
going all out might not be good for him health health wise. So yeah. maybe that's why he decided to do just do fruits and vegetables. But decided to do that, did that for twenty one days. And that twenty honestly, that fast was not actually meant to go for twenty one days. Hmm. It was just going because he was waiting on God to answer him. Hmm. When you read that passage. Yeah. Like was it wasn't waiting. like he said, Okay, I'm gonna do this. The only reason why it stayed for twenty one days is that he was waiting for his answer and the enemy was trying to prevent that answer from coming. Yeah. So it took twenty one days for that answer to come. Yeah. So it's him saying, Okay, I'm gonna Sacrifice and again, fasting is you sitting for some amount, you know, sitting and saying, Lord, I'm gonna wait for you to answer me. I'm waiting for an answer for this. I'm waiting for healing from this. I'm waiting for, I'm gonna sit in this particular time frame and just wait for you to, instead of you rushing, like we tend to do, oh, I prayed, but I didn't hear, like some of my children would say, Well, I prayed and asked God, but I didn't hear anything. I'm like, Okay, did you sit and wait? Mm. (laughs) or did you just pray and just leave fasting is this elongated I'm gonna sit here day after day and wait to hear you say something is you Mm. actually inviting God to your life to your space to your situation to your problem and saying God I am making space right here Mm -hmm. I'm putting the sacrifice down right here and I want you to come in and stay open to that so Yeah. yeah I Fasting is one of those tools that you must have in your toolbox. Totally. Uh, so. There's one more thing with, with fasting. I feel like we uh, uh, that's important to talk about in terms of like how it helps us keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And I want uh, I'll return back to that. Sure. Uh, Foster quote where he says like fasting is about the practice of relying of God, on God's word for mm. the leadership of our lives. Okay. Um, I think about Jesus' fasting, and I, a, a resource that's been really impactful in my life is a, book, a small book called by Henry Nouwen called In the Name of Jesus. Okay. And he follows Jesus through the desert okay. and the three different temptations the devil meets him mm-hmm. in the midst of his fasting. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, I don't have that scripture up in front of me, mm-hmm. but he, uh, he being Henry Nowen, identifies those as kind of three primary temptations that we face as humans okay. and in a particular context as leaders. Gotcha. So this okay. may be why fasting is important for leadership. Mm-hmm. He says, Jesus faces the temptation of relevance, of power, and the temptation to be spectacular. What he means by relevance is there's this, like, why don't you just turn that stone into bread? Mm. And in this fasting, I know that I've experienced the, like, the, the franticness of being out of control once you separate yourself from whatever mm-hmm. uh, thing that you're abstaining from. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an invitation in that from Jesus' example to one, realize how frantically we've been attached to things in our life mm. and um, how we so desperately want to be quick fixers yes. in our life, yes. how desperately in our faith we don't have the patience to wait on God's action. We <laughs> impulsively act on our own yes. and how that's not the way of Jesus. No. That's not the spirit. The, the way of Jesus that God wants to spiritually form us into. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Nowen uh, sort of says what Jesus is rejecting is the capacity or, or, or is 
the ability to be relevant in that moment. And mm-hmm. I think there's so many, so many uh, things blaring at us to be relevant, mm-hmm. to have solutions mm-hmm. to, to our own problems. Mm-hmm. The second temptation is to be powerful. So to have the ability to change our own lives. Like we already mentioned this, like we would much rather fix our own problems than wait on God Mm. and for God's word to deliver us from a piece of our pain. Mm. Man, I I think there's still parts of my life that I, I rely on myself to fix Mm -hmm. and to cope with. Mm -hmm. And I (laughs) honestly haven't let God fully touch the depths of my life yet, you know? And I just think about all the people in Christian life that haven't quite gone there yet. Mm. And fasting can be a window to go to that place of powerlessness Mm. so that God can be the source of one's power Mm -hmm. instead of all these other Mm -hmm. forms of power that we try to adorn ourselves with in life, whether it's position, whether it's ambition, whether it's title, all these things that we spend our time pursuing frantically in our lives mm-hmm. to gain the perception of power. Through fasting, we, we kind of go down this path that Nowen talks about as, um, uh, oh, what does he say? It's um, not upward mobility, but downward mobility to this place of powerlessness mm-hmm. so that we're completely dependent on God's power okay. in our life. Okay. The last temptation to be spectacular is where he brings him up on the the mountain. He's like, throw yourself down and mm-hmm. angels will catch you and then the people will know that you're the Messiah. Oh, that's the second one. That's the second one. Okay, yeah, third, I got these mixed up. I know. The third What's one the, is look at all these kingdoms. Yes, that's it what it is. Right. If you buy that. Right, right. <laughs> And I just think in this Instagram, social media culture, the temptation to be spectacular, the mm-hmm. temptation mm-hmm. to be special, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really at the root of that, there's this pride that comes from some sort of brokenness or insecurity that we're mm-hmm. trying to fill. Yeah. And if we don't create space for God to speak love and acceptance and the truth about being his children over our lives... Mm-hmm we find ourselves frantically pursuing the spectacular, mm. you know. Right, to prove that we're special. <laughs> right. So yeah. so fasting, uh, getting away, reveals those things that are driving our lives mm. and helps God to heal those and, and reorient those mm-hmm. so that we can be aligned to who he desires for us to be. Yeah, yeah. just listen to those three things. Um, the first one when you say re- relevance, I tend to try to, to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because my thing is, if I can bring scripture and show you or display to you that this can be applied right now, to me that's relevance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what. what I'm is I'm talking in terms of relevance, like what you you, you want to have quick answers. Okay. You want you want to have, okay. like, uh, I mean, I th- I feel like early 2000s, the word relevant was relevant. <laughs> no pun intended. But it's like this: you want to be hip. You want to you so want to have funny. the solutions to everyone's I problem. Be hip. What you want to like and <laughs> like in every every Christian like wants to pride themselves with having the, the response and the answers. I know. I mean, instead of being someone who waits on God's word or. Right pushes the other person to wait on God's word mm-hmm. in their life instead mm-hmm. of giving the answer, you know? Not that one. Is, that right. second one, yes, sir. Right. That one is key. Like, let you go search. Go right. listen for God for yourself, you know? Um, but, yeah, because I'm thinking now in COVID, 
or leaders and people are trying to scramble to figure out, okay, I have the solution. Oh, I got the solution. You know, right. it's interesting how when you, at least when you watch or pay attention to like real leaders, they just look at you like, man, we don't know. We trying to figure this out. <laughs> and we asking this person and we asking that person what you're right. doing and what you're doing and what you're doing. I think God put in this, like you can't, there's no way you can come and be like, oh, I got a solution. This is the way you do it. Okay, listener, can you imagine <laughs> a reality where you are so at peace with yourself and God that you can look at someone who is looking to you for answers and say without anxiety, I don't, I don't know. know. Let me tell you, let me tell you, now you ask that question, <laughs> something just came to my mind. Okay, so this is in a time I'm, man, I have done, okay, for those of you that don't know, I have like three degrees, okay? Mm-hmm. And at this time, I've got my engineering degree, I'm on, you know, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what to do, because it's not my thing. I know I'm not going to do it for too long. I couldn't even find a job, because I moved from New York to Minnesota. Couldn't find a job. And, man, I'm trying to figure out who I am, who God called me to be, what am I, you know, to do. And um, so I'm struggling with this with, with God. So here come my mom. And for those of you that don't know Nigerian parents, um, Nigerian parents, they, they special, okay? It's like every child, this is what they want you to be. Doctor, lawyer, engineer, <laughs> sure. business person, like anything that is stable that, that you can earn money, mm. okay? Nurse, you know, whatever it is, pharmacist. Yeah. yeah, anything you can do that stable earns money. Yeah. And so she calls me and she's like, okay, I'm trying to know what, you know, yeah. What, what's your plan? What are you trying to do? And literally, oh, with freedom and liberty, on the phone said, I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> what are you talking? You know, yeah. like you got, you know, you got children. You might like, what, what do you mean you don't know at this mm. age? I was in my early 20s. And I said, I don't know. Mm. And I can't, let me tell you something, the freedom to say it. Oh, I said, Jesus, why didn't you give me this freedom early in my years? Eh? Mm. So I could just say, I don't know. I am just moving. I found out, you know? Um, oh, my heart was just like, oh. yeah. it felt good. It felt yeah. real good. <laughs> I just, the, the analogy there with, uh, relevance is around him turning the stone to bread, which is obviously he's in the wilderness, so it's a manna reference. And it's like uh, fasting at a minimum should reveal to us how how we have oriented so much of our lives around making our own manna, you know. And to impress people. Right. The freedom to <laughs> impress what, people, man. to be relevant. Well, you know. and, and the freedom you're talking about is the, in the freedom to say, I don't know where my man is coming from you tomorrow, oh, sure. but oh. I trust in God right. that it will be there. Oh, for sure. And it, even if it's not, I'll be okay. Right. Oh, you know? for sure. Oh, my God. That's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, Okay. How do people apply this? How do we do this? <laughs> how do we do this, Adobe? Can we give them applications? Yeah. How would somebody practically sure. say, okay, you've convinced me over and over again, right. but how like should I, I, should how, do how do I start this? Or maybe this? I'm feeling this tug in my heart like, yeah. ooh, okay, maybe this is what I need to do in this situation right now I find myself in. Yeah. Either maybe 
in your marriage or with children or with work, and you're like, man, I need a breakthrough. Yeah. So, and maybe you listen to this and you're like, you know what? I have not applied that. Maybe mm. this is something I need to apply because I am really seeking a breakthrough. So, according to Foster, if this is your first time and you know you've never done this before, unless God gives you the grace for it, but this let's say this is your first time, mm-hmm. He recommends to do a lunch, do a twenty-four hour duration. So, for a lunch time one day to lunch time the next day, so that you're only skipping two meals. So to start doing that and maybe do it once a week for several weeks just to get a hang of it yeah um and that can actually be your fast you know you can say lord you know what this is my first time so lunch time maybe lunch time starting tomorrow you know I'm clock it to lunch time the next day and you know I'm, i can do it once a week till when I, or if you can do it uh, you know days in a row if god give you the grace to do that hey go for it um, but then he, this is something he said that I think is so crucial. He said the most important thing to monitor is your inner attitude mm-hmm. in your heart. So it's not just the outward thing that okay I'm skipping meals, yes. um, you know I'm not doing this food, you know I'm not eating. That's great, but to watch your heart, to watch your inner attitude yeah. as you're going through your fasting. And again, in those times when you feel like oh I need to snack or something or I need to eat something. He recommends to use that time to meditate and to pray. Mm-hmm. Instead of eating something uh, physical, yeah. eat manna, eat the spiritual bread. Pray, meditate, get on the word. And during those times, be in prayer, be in adoration, song, uh, put worship songs. If you're in your house now that we're in quarantine, you're in the house, man, put some worship song in the background um, and just worship God. Maybe you wake up a little bit early when people are sleeping, have your earbuds on, listen to worship, and just worship God right there in your bed or in your living room or whatever you are sitting, mm-hmm. and just give God that time. Mm-hmm. So that's a way you can just start. Yeah, totally. And I, I thought something that was insightful that he said that I never thought about is mm-hmm. like, you will experience what would seem like hunger pains. Mm-hmm. But it's actually that your body's been conditioned to eat. Yes. Um, so, you, um, and huge caveat, we're not doctors. So no. consult doctors if this Please. is going to be, if, if fasting is, you've got some medical it, medical things. Right. Please, please be wise and listen to your doctor around this. But for, for sure. most people, mm-hmm. your body has has ha- developed habits of experiencing those things certain times of day. Right. So it's something that you just have to train your body to say, I'm not actually starving right. <laughs> yet. Right. Um, uh, you can drink some water. Yeah, just all, drink some water in that time. All food juice, as yeah. he said. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, let that be a physical reminder, like mm-hmm. a ping on your phone if mm-hmm. you were to set a reminder right. to, to turn towards Jesus. And if, if you've got meal times, rep- prepare in advance to intentionally right. uh, plan something different during oh, those times. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in closing, there's a quote that I want us to close with, Uncle Foster. And he says, fasting can bring breakthroughs in the spiritual realm that would never happen in any other way. Hmm. And I thought, that's for me, that's the reason why I fast. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've made it through and you've listened to this podcast, let that be an invitation to mm-hmm. open up 
a new way of experiencing God's power in your life. Absolutely. Like everybody's got a breakthrough yes. in some sense that they're waiting for. Right. Um, and let this be something you try. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what are you going to lose for trying? Right. You know, try this out. Like right. if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared of it. Mm-hmm. Try it mm-hmm. and let God surprise you. Oh, absolutely. And stay open. Stay open. Yeah. Stay open. You do Because this, again, you are centering God in this fasting. Mm-hmm. You're bringing him into the situation. You have to be open and let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he knows more than you do. Uh, fasting is not for you to do so you can get God to do what you want. But fasting is you um, creating this opportunity for God to come in and do what he wants in your life. Totally. Can I pray for us? Oh, absolutely. Let me pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for this time to reflect on a gift that you've given us in fasting. God, I just am overwhelmed by thinking about all that you've done through this practice in your church as people have followed you throughout time. God, I pray if anyone's listening to this that you uh, would whisper in their ear, I want to meet you in this practice. Mm -hmm. God, would we hear the invitation um, to set aside the things that fill our life so we can have space to be transformed by you. God, we ask uh, that you would protect us from the evil one who would have us continue to just fill our lives with consumption Mm. and to just um, uh, be... Bend to the will of our desires and the other the, the desires of people around us, and not let you form our desires through this practice, God. We pray against any fear or timidity. We pray against any thoughts of uh, I don't know how to do that, God. And we pray just for courage for anyone listening to just try. Mm-hmm. And we uh, anticipate you speaking, God. We we are excited for you. Uh, to speak in the midst of this practice in people's lives. In Jesus' name, we Amen. Pray. Amen. Amen. Well, join us next week for our discussion on the Sabbath. All right. And I'm looking forward to drum roll, yes. it will be the first appearance of the famous Pastor Christian Ann. Hey, hey, hey. I'm <laughs> excited about that. Can't wait. Good Can't deal. Can't wait. Thanks right. for joining us. Thank you. <laughs>